والتر نش ریشرهدو دکورال اتماس ایگور ل ایرگرید به مسی ل دینه کالول اون کمون لوکلاس گل اگستار سولیگم کمونیشیف تنه باس I remember saying to him, this is some trip, Sean Murray. This is unbelievable. <laughs> he says, it's not a trip, Muggsy, it's, it's a tour. And I was like, no, but you know what I mean? He says, no, I don't. Proud there again, D&G. Who are they again, D&G? Dalsing Cavana. Yeah, it's L&G anyway, Larry and Galvin anyway. That's the brand name in here. This season, the show is brought to you by Airgrid. They're the proud sponsors of the Under-20 All-Ireland Football Championship. Not only is Airgrid delivering a cleaner energy future for Ireland, they are invested in development of our most promising GA players and the managers that helped them to shine. Very welcome back to Coral at Moss uh, in association with Airgrid. I'm absolutely delighted to have Rory Began with us this week, uh, probably the most talked about man in the country, Rory, in the last uh, four or five days after your performance uh, at the weekend. We'll come to that. Uh, Rory, thanks a million for being with us. Uh, I know it's very hard, always hard, the week after a championship when you're sick in the stomach. Um, I, I suppose I'll have to ask you, how are you after it? It's, it's sickening to get so far and to come up a small bit short. Yeah, Tomas, I suppose thanks for having me on first and foremost. Um, I suppose talking about that topic, it, it, it has been a tough week. Um, you know, after the game, you know, how, how close we were. And, you know, how far we were far enough behind at half time, a couple of points behind and and to get it back to the draw, we could never could never really get ahead and just to be so close at the end, you know, it's devastating just losing out by the single margin and um just after it, you know, that's the thing gone. You know, usually when you lose an Ulster final you have maybe a game in the back door, but it's just do or die now in these in, in these last two years and you know, it was a really, really tough loss to take. You know, we're a couple of days you, what, that you usually have after a loss in championship, and then you try to get back into a bit of routine. So, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been a tough enough week, and I suppose you're only starting to really think about the game now, uh, more so from today on. And I haven't watched it back yet, but uh, I'd probably get in watching it maybe tonight or tomorrow, and, and and try to pick a few pieces out from it and learn from it. Really, but tough week. Fair play, Joe. I couldn't. Um... I'd say one thing at least we we never ever beat fucking Tyrone in championship at least yeah one day you did like but um how I I suppose it'd be Brendan Old Duffy uh, Rory it was very tough but uh, and it was very tragic and jeez uh, the whole country were mourning and it must have been very hard for ye even the performance against Armagh and the connection with Banty and all that. And the way he carried yourself, geez, I said it the last day, I thought it's been absolutely phenomenal from the very, very start. The whole county, the club, the, the communities around the area, the players, the, the 20s, his dad on television. It's been phenomenal, hasn't it? The way that everybody just grouped around and gathered around. It must have been a tough roller coaster for you for the last two weeks as well, was it? Yeah, I suppose any time you maybe opened up social media, it was it was the topic like everybody was talking about it. And I remember, I remember the morning... We were waking up. I woke up at six o'clock to go to the toilet, and I looked at my phone. I usually don't do it. I looked at my phone, and then a text on my phone, as someone had, had said what had happened, and I never slept a wink since it. You know, it's it's something when you're watching. You watch that fella lead his team to an Ulster final the night before on TV, and to hear that news there was devastating. Like, and and I didn't know Brendan O 
personally I, I knew of him through football and stuff I wouldn't have met him wouldn't have spoken to him or whatever much before but um, just the reaction to the tributes that everybody was coming in over the following week and week and a half two weeks to still going um, was absolutely phenomenal and it really put into perspective how important the GA is like around around these times and how the GA is rallied around our family you know how tough it is in our family and how the GA really stood in like the amount of people that were at that funeral it's the biggest funeral I've ever been at and to see you know the likes of the down 20s coming down was a big one they were the Donegal 20s and like the amount of GA teams the whole club it was it was absolutely phenomenal and I'm sure that that really resonated with the with the family and and uh, you know it, it it was a tough week for us. It was, I imagine, it was an unbearable couple of weeks for for that twenties team as well, um, and to gather themselves up and put in that performance they put in on Friday night in the final, like I felt so so sorry for them, but uh, you know we've been great for them to get the win and, and really and and but I felt so sorry for them. But to gather themselves up and do that after the couple of weeks they had, it was it was absolutely phenomenal. And but it was amazing the amount of tributes that came out and and. The amount of people who rallied around, like it was, it was unbelievable. It just shows how important that G, the GA is. Like. That is, it's huge. Every, um, every facet of the of life, really. Uh, if you're born into the GA, like it doesn't matter what happens you throughout life, good, bad, and different. The GA is around you, like, isn't it? it it's, it's phenomenal, it's, like. Um, it's unbelievable. And the, the, I suppose it was very the performance he gave, and I suppose he lifted. There was a kind of a focus on Monaghan for the Armagh game then, because of what had happened. And geez, I, I think it was. I was talking to Oshima Conville since then. He said it was surreal going in there. At the, but the football, and it's happened to myself with personal loss and and you know debt and all that. The football is a small bit of escape. Rory, isn't it in a yeah. way like you can actually get out of your head for a while and you focus on that and it's not disrespect any in fact the way he played that day showed unbelievable respect and honor to, to the family and to to um the dead and it, like was that that was in in the minds of you going out it must have been an emotional day for you before it and during and and trying to box it off and go out and give the performance you gave absolutely absolutely like it hit it hit everyone hard um but i thought uh you know, Seamus McAnee, I thought Banty Hell uh, you know, dealt with it really, really well. I know we all met up and it was on everybody's minds and you could easily have just tried to escape the topic and maybe not talk about it before the game. You know, we could easily um you could easily have done that. But in fairness, I remember just when we were in Eaton before the game, you know, we just he he stood up and, you know, he, he talked about it and he just says, Have a couple of minutes have a couple of minutes to yourselves, lads, and, and have a chat to each other about it because we had we, the under twenties joined. The, the twenties were joined up with us. The right. couple of boys were involved in both panels, so they were there. So it was important that they knew that we were, you know, we were um, thinking of them, and we were we were and making sure we were looking after them and, and stuff through that tough time. And I have to commemorate young Aaron Mulligan as well. You know, Aaron Aaron played that with the whole way up, and likes Ryan Farley and John Jones. But Aaron was starting that day for us in our man. It was really tough for him, and um, you know, he put in a really good performance and. You know, he uh, just it was great to see him come through that game because he was obviously going through a lot because of that. And um, I thought I thought Bandy held it really well with us. And and you know, we talked about it. We didn't forget about it. And we then we we said, look, we'll we'll park it and, and let's get through this game. And then as we said, we went back into a bit more grieving after after the game. And you know, we had the, we had the, went to the house on um, 
went to the house a couple of days after and then the funeral and, and stuff and, and it was just we needed to be there for them boys and stuff and and um as you said it was it was nice to get that win. You know, it was just that a small bit of Yeah. Super small smile on back on a couple of people's faces, but um, it was important that we felt to get that win, you know, to just bring a wee bit of a boost back. It was huge, um, and geez, everybody was touched by everything, even the down twenties as well. After and Connor Laverty and the way he spoke to them and everything, um, and it is sad, but he'll never be forgotten. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Come here, Rory. Moving on, and we can stay on on, on that topic all the time. The 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 County of Monaghan and the fact that they've we we had battles with Monaghan down the years. Monaghan have been consistently, consistently in the top division all the time. From when I started playing, they've always been a tough, tough team to beat. Uh, there, there is it the third minor Munster or Ulster final now they're competing in as well. Where for a county, I don't know, is it population 60,000? How is it? Is it is it the way that they're organised? Is it just the love of the games is it that every child is put playing football what is how do they stay competitive and how do they keep bringing through the teams above there like is it from the clubs the schools how, how do they work it it's a football mad county it is yeah. just football mad it's um like i was involved with the coaching and games um i was involved there for three three years and the structures that were that were in place whenever i came in and you're trying to develop those structures to make sure every kid was playing football but you were always getting big numbers out you're getting big numbers at camps you're getting big numbers at development squads and a lot of people talk about development squads and and you know is it elitist and stuff like this here but you know we always push and i remember at the time when i was there and i'm still involved with development squads that we always push that your club is your is your priority your club is comes first but this is an area to come here and um you know Prepare you for what for what is ahead because you know I I never got came through development squads. Not everybody who becomes a successful footballer, say Conor McManus, would have never came through development squads or county minors. It's it's not the end of the world either, but it's preparing a good a lot of players for what what lies ahead in county minor football and county twenty ones. And you know when they come up there, what what they're get, getting access to in terms of you know strength and conditioning programs, you know nutritional advice, you know all fields. Um, you know, little bits of well-being, lifestyle, behaviour, all that there is is given to these guys, and they're and um we can see I've seen through through the last number of years the numbers that the boys have come through that have not that, that have not dropped off, yeah. and it's just the, the sheer love of it, and I think the success of Monaghan since two thousand and thirteen and in, in a couple of Ulster finals and we won the Ulster championships and, and stuff like that, it just brought that hunger for kids to play. And I seen that firsthand with the numbers that were coming out in initiatives ran by Paul O'Connor and everybody at, in modern in modern coaching and games. The work that they put in was second to none. And look, we're not spoiled by games promotion officers. You know, yeah. we're not. We don't have loads one per club or anything like that there. A games promotion officer may have seven clubs to look after, but mm. you know, a priority is that we cover the schools in that area, get, make sure they get access to to Gaelic football, and that the clubs. Or being assisted whatever way it is through coach education through just plenty of football and in fairness to the the youth fixtures and stuff like that there it's all in tandem it's all making sure that everyone has an, an opportunity to play Gaelic football and you know it's still going strong the numbers are still big and 
that that's a big part of it is just that we have a football mad county and kids who want to who want to play and you know it's 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 way ahead of soccer I think at, at this stage you know, all the kids want to want to play Gaelic football now it's and and hopefully that that will stay strong. Is the, is soccer is soccer the closest sport to it in Monaghan? Soccer would be yeah yeah um there will be a good few soccer soccer teams in 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 Monaghan at the moment and uh, rugby as well would be would be. Maybe not not as big, but they would be the three sports. Hurling as well. There is a good few hurling teams, and hurling is on the up as well in terms of more people participating in it. And um, but I don't think we have that problem in our county where there's a fight over players when you're playing for hurling and, and Gaelic. I think Gaelic is the is the is the dominant sport, and that's the one everybody wants to play. Do you ever? I'm just thinking there while you were saying the soccer and the rugby. You have the size for the rugby, and you obviously have the goalkeeping skills for the soccer. Did you play either? Played soccer till about. So I played soccer till I was 14 and that's the reason why when I got in goals because I remember I mistakenly said to my club manager one night, oh, I stood in goals for a soccer game there and he was like, right, right, there's no goalkeeper, you stand in there. <laughs> and I ended up, just, that's that's where it all really started. But the rugby, no, I never grasped the love for it. I wouldn't watch it. Um, I'd keep a wee bit of an interest in maybe Ireland and Six Nations and stuff, but I, I wouldn't watch it. I remember going to, a, going to a rugby training one morning, it was freezing and... Didn't enjoy it. I hands were freezing. Didn't want to get on the ball. Got a bad tackle and stuff like that there. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not. No rugby. It's way, way where I don't want to be. So, um, soccer had a bit of interest in soccer when I was younger. Um, but Gaelic was always the one. My father played it. Um, you know, it's not. I don't have my brothers or uncles and that there. You know, mightn't have played loads of it, but. Look, Daddy would have encouraged it a lot of me when I was younger, and I just loved watching Gaelic. I love still love watching. Did Monaghan? Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, he played. He uh, didn't play for long, but he did. He did play. He played in around the eighties and that there sort of stuff. And he, uh, he's a passionate man about Gaelic now. He probably goes overboard a wee bit whenever I'm playing and stuff. And uh, I sort of, I sort of send a tail, stand a tail, uh, stay away from him when it comes to games and stuff. But he'd, he'd be ringing me there, and they love the games, looking, you know. Who's this? Who's who's going to be in? Is this my injured or whatever? And I'd be telling them he'd, he'd be way into the pub and he'd be thinking he's 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 got the team news and stuff. Where I'd be filling them full of lies. And, <laughs> um, he looks like the eager then when it comes to the game. I thought, oh, sure, I thought he was playing. I thought he was out. And sure, he now he knows now not to ask me much now. And he's. Uh, um, can I talk about the club? Rory Scottstown, you've been successful enough. Will it be straight back into the club now? And it's a competitive club championship you have above Manning, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Now we've been. Quite successful over the last number of years, uh, but really between us, Contibert and Bally Bay, the last number of years. Um, but it is it, it, it's very it's a very competitive championship. Uh, but I think we'll probably we have a game due this weekend. Um, we'll probably be eased back into it, and then I don't think we're too far away from the championship. The draw hasn't been made yet. We don't we're not fully sure when the first round and that sort of, sort of stuff's going to be. But I think when you get a clear detail, you can really refocus the head. Um, but I think I suppose after a couple of days after you. After your loss and you've you've went out of routine and you're away you're you're going out and and I suppose uh, drowning sorrows as they say uh, you yeah. sort of come back after that and you just want to get back into routine again and get back in football so we'll probably go back to training now close to the weekend and, and get ready for for a couple of league games and then get ready for for the championship. It's awful place to be the few days after um, because you don't get the chance to to write it 
until possibly next year, you know, and you don't mm. get any opportunity. And then, of course, you're listening to the talk around the county and all that. But the club does give you an out in terms of your own head and keeping you busy and giving you a focus, isn't it? It's great to get back. Do you enjoy getting back to the club, lads? I know there's a couple of you inside with Monaghan, but do you enjoy getting back to the crack and the banter of the dressing room with the club? I do, I do, I really do. I love love being involved with the club setup, and any player you talk would be would be the same. I just think the lads, they're just great, great guys to be around. Like they're great trainers, and they're not afraid to have the crack when 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 they're allowed to have the crack. And um, you know, I'll go back in Thursday night, and there'll be no talking again. You know, it'll, it'll, it, people can stick in your head the week week after a loss, but what happened here and what done that, and it'll just be straight into what Scott's down like us. It'll be a bit of crack and a bit of slagging, but. You know, we we'll go back in. I, I enjoy enjoy being around the, around the lads and training because they do work work hard when it comes to training and they do put everything. But they'll not wreck your head about football and not they'll not wreck your head about Monaghan and stuff like that. So that's what I enjoy about it. You're not coming back in and post mortem and post mortem the game with with everybody. But it's good crack. Do you, do you enjoy the? And I know people are always saying. Um, I remember was it Eamon Fitzmaurice? who said a couple of years ago when he was in charge of Kerry, people were saying. Oh, the inter-county game has gone so professional and it's so much time and it's a big commitment and all that. But Fitzy said that, um, he said, fellas, you asked them, they genuinely enjoy it. Like, they genuinely enjoy the. Do you enjoy the whole build-up, the start to the end? I know the last two seasons has been shorter and it's been very hard in terms of getting training and all that kind of crack. But do you like the commitment or do you think oh, it's a bit too much or no, it takes the amount of stuff you have to get through you're going to have to put in that time. Yeah. No, I, I love it. I love it. There is times now when uh, I know when there's big stretches between games, you know, when it's constant training and stuff, it can be annoying. It can be, you just want to get, you just want to play games. You want to play in front of crowds. And as you said, the last two years has, has, has been affected, but I think it's, it's, it's near took this last two years for the GA to realize how they can shorten the season. And I know we're going into the split season now when, when it's January to July and then, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot more compact. There's not going to be a big stretch between games, and that's I think it, people will enjoy it a lot more when they're not away from their clubs for so so long. And um, but I I really do enjoy it. I enjoy you know the preparation that goes in. Like you see the amount of work that their management team put in to get you ready and the work that other players are doing away from it and stuff. And I really do enjoy it. Like I, you can talk to anyone. I I'm not I'm not the best when it comes to diets. I'm not the best when it comes to you know, training away, but I'll always, when it comes to training, I'll, I'll, I'll always put it in and um, I'll always make sure I'm well prepared for when championship comes, but um, I do really enjoy the commitment. I like being a part, like, there's a good group of lads up and running, like a good good lads and uh, it's a good group to be around and uh, when you have that there, when you've good camaraderie in your team, you, you, you don't think about the sacrifice, you think about the, the crack and good memories to be made from it, like, you know. Ah, it's huge. Jeez, it's, it's huge. The crack, when you think back, and any time you meet up down the years, you'll be talking about whatever you did, whatever yeah. whatever wasn't recorded on phones or whatnot. Can I yeah. ask you a question, Rory? When, when you came in initially as goalie, was it, was it, had the kind of transition to where goalies had to find their men already come in? Or were you still, like I remember Dermot Murphy when I was kind of finishing up with Kerry, Route one was kind of still the way, like where your half backs, your job on the kick out wasn't to be running around now, making space and creating space. It was to get under breaking ball and get under Dara or whoever we had outside there. Mm. When you came in initially, was that the way kick outs were being taken? 
fairness, I came in in 2011 after the league. Um, I got a call from Eamon McEnany. Um, and I remember I was tw- uh, the 20, 21 keeper at the time. And remember Eamon was a big... Uh, he wanted to talk, he wanted kick out starting to go to the wings and started to win more advantage ball and that's where I started that transition and again Steve Williams was a goalie coach at the time and he was uh, he's coming from a soccer background so he was teaching you how to maybe take steps off your kick and how to be more you know agile towards getting shorter ones away and stuff and that's where the, I found the tradition starting to happen uh, with us and then funny whenever Maliki came in in 2013 it wasn't a big the way the kickouts we progressed our kickouts was throughout the years the first couple of years was a lot of 50-50s we relied on big Owen Lennon maybe in midfield and breaking ball the likes of Dermot Malone all getting in under that breaking ball and winning it but then obviously as as we we found out we we were going to be sitting way behind the, the chasing pack uh, you know if we didn't adjust and didn't adapt so it was something we worked on a lot from 2015 we worked on it a lot um, and you could see morning progression and our kickers getting a lot better and our strategies getting a lot better as then up till 2018 and stuff. Um, but I think you know up till 2018, no one really, no one really thought our kickouts were as didn't target us maybe as much. And then when 2018 came, I think a lot of that practice came came to fruition. Like you know we were getting games, we were starting getting a lot of our attacks from our own kickouts, and the players running was unbelievable. I think the year pre after that, teams had just had sourced that's Monon's way of attacking and getting up the pitch for it quite quick and they started to really aggressively uh, press it and stuff and it took us a wee while to get used to it and then having to adapt again but um it's mad the amount of emphasis now that's going on kickouts and, and all that. It's 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 unbelievable. Like mm-hmm. even then coaching at under fifteens at home and you near spend a lot of your training on kickouts like because they're gonna happen twenty five to thirty times a game and if you're not working on them you're gonna be found out like it's it's mad how much of a platform it is for teams for as an attacking platform, you see Kerry how much they take Jay off teams' kickouts at the moment, like Donegal as well. Do you, do you have to like you? You sure you're the man in the in the spotlight? Like, do you have to be ready? Like, and the team, it must take unbelievable organization and unbelievable practice in mid-game. You might have to have like some team might press you, other team might drop off you, and you have to have different plays for different scenarios, like. Has it take? Does it take a team a long time to get used to exactly? I know you could guess how a team is going to, how a Tyrone is going to approach you, or how a Galway will approach you, or whatever. Kerry, mm-hmm. but teams can change up in the middle of the thing, and you have to be able to change with it. And just like that, you know what you're going to do. It, that takes an awful amount of time within a squad, doesn't it? It does. It does, and it 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 has to be a big part of your training. Um, it has to be a big part of your training because I said it. It's not something that. You train for it, it might not happen. It's gonna happen a lot in a game. Like even pressing other teams' kickouts and stuff. There's so much work that goes into it. Um, but that's that's a lot of what we've built up since 2015 through all the work, and that doesn't go away from you. Like it's it's um, you 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 always have that in your locker. It's just how you bring it, like how players make their runs. A lot of it is off the cuff because you can't call calls every time because teams will cop on. But you you need to have a a lot in your locker where players just make hard runs and it's up yeah. to you to find you. I've always said to the boys that, you know, I'm only as good as you boys in front of me. You know, I can only I can only hit the places that are there and you have to create them for me. And in fairness, that remember that year in 2018, the, the, the options they were giving me was was unbelievable. And I remember we played Kerry up in, in Clonus 
and every, I always associate Kerry with a, with a press, like with a, they'll always target the opposition to kick out. Yeah. Remember the first half, we were getting loads away and, and not just chip out shorts, we were getting lots away to the wings and but they had, they had a really big clamp on us the second half and we didn't get that then many options, but um, it's something that we said we need to, we need to, uh, to fix because you get a hold on teams at half time. That's one thing they're going to be thinking of is how are we going to, we're going to have to clamp this. And then you need to, that's when the calls maybe come in and you start to lose two or three, make a call, try and get a hundred percent possession and, and settle the, settle the ship. But it does take a lot of work and training and a lot of t- uh, tuning in to be ready for it. Do you, uh, do you do a lot of kicking on your own outside of what the inter-county lads do? I did, I did, but I'm starting to get, I'm getting older now, I'm hitting near 30 now, I'm, I'm just the right side of 30 at the minute, but um, I have, I, I try to limit me, me kicking, um, that I'm not kicking 50, 60 balls a night, you know, I've probably, I've probably not done as much of me free taking now, I've never, not practiced as much of me free taking now, um, and, and I usually did, like I would have been down at the pitch maybe once a week. Uh, when I was younger, but now I just use them days as just recovery days, just sitting, you know, working or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, now I just attend to whenever they're asking me in to do kick out stuff or whatever, I save myself for that. But I wouldn't, compared to what I used to do when I was younger, I don't kick as much now because it does have an impact. And, um, you know, the amount of times you're striking through and it does take a lot of uh, prehab work and stuff to get you ready for it. But, um, yeah, back then I, I used to you'd kick 90, 100 balls of training and, no problem to you. Yeah, just, yeah, the grain wouldn't be one of good no. ones to get the to get the legs right for the next day. <laughs> That's what Darren Q says. Darren Q used to take the freeze for us, and uh, he says now when he when he sets the ball down, he he'd be afraid he'd pull the grain just trying to kick it. Like it's mad, it's mad how he he just <laughs> he gave me the freeze crazy. when I come in then, and he's looking after his body. Can I ask you there? What was going through your head? And forget the result for a second, the last day, no, because it was one of the best displays I've ever seen. And people say, ah, oh, it is mad, a goalie coming out the field, it is mad, and this. And you look back in the game, and every single thing you did was relevant and contributed to Monaghan getting back into the game. But what was going through your head when you were chasing Donnelly back? Were you saying, Jesus Christ, if this one sticks it in the net, I'm in trouble here? Did you, were you hoping like you were after coming all the way back and if I I've been in that position where I've got caught going forward and then I'm chasing my man and all you're hoping is that you'll be bailed out for some fella coming from this side to help you out but you went on your own yeah. and you want a slow boy like I am slow I don't know where that came out of I do not know where that face <laughs> came out of um, but remember I used to stand out in the right wing and I know a couple, Niall Morgan had got a couple of kickouts out previous to that. I remember I was standing over on the Cusack side at the start of the second half, and no kickouts were coming out that way. So I said, right, I'm just going to adapt and go to the far side, because that's where he was getting them. And it had it the wee bit. He was hitting a lot of 50-50s, but this time he got their boot right behind it. And <laughs> I was 10 yards. The kickout goes, and I goes, right, this might just get a punch on it in my direction. At least I'll get it, and then we can hit the field. And it flicked on. And I seen the boys, and I knew them boys were a lot more uh, tired than I was at that stage. So I just, I just went running, and I did, you don't believe it. I've seen a clip now there yesterday of it, um, and you don't realize how fast you're going at the time. But I remember looking up the clock, 
know, 69th minute and goes here, this game over if they get a score here. And I just went back and I, luckily I think he, he got a bad bounce to the ball and it came up and I, it probably was a bit of a foul from what I done. I put the hand on his shoulder, but I just got the a touch of the ball and it spilled. And there's me trying to flick it up because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see Darren McCurry coming at all. Admit, I'm just going off live play here. I didn't see it, and I just last second when I flicked up, there he was, and I just had to re- instantly react to bounce it, and it luckily it came back into my hands, and we got another attack then. But look, unfortunately, we didn't get something on the end of it to, to, to equalize it. But it was just it was just chaos in that last ten minutes. Like I was running, trying to contest kickouts and stuff to get there. It was just trying to be as disruptive as I could to them and you know even after we got that way the wide after that attack after that tackle we blew up their kick out because he took too long and we got another chance after it um but at that moment in time it was just get back and try and spoil it some way and thankfully it did now now i know not everybody's an advocate of it but um you just have to chase it at that stage I think it's huge with the the amount of work, as you said before, that's gone into kickouts, and the amount of, of work that teams put into kickouts, and then the movement. If it's man on man, they'll always find a pocket and they'll create a space and they'll just chip it into that pocket. So that you were filling that space as a goalie, and a lot of goalies, a lot of the top goalies, the patterns and and Kerry do it, and Tyrone do it, and Yee do it. Do you think it's something that teams will do a lot more of? Like, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because I know when the first half Nile Morgan's doing it against us, yeah. we probably went through a rough period in the first half in our own kickouts, and it, it's down to poor execution for myself, and maybe if you maybe not running as hard for it. And in fairness, we probably were a wee bit flat in the first half, and um, I know not getting our kickouts away might add to that as well. But I know Nile, he was standing in that exact pocket that I was in in the second half, and. It just plays on you like the players are thinking, do I run into this space? Is he going to be cutting this out? Is this a 2v1? I'm wasting my time running in here. And It just plays with you. And uh, I just said, look, if that's what happened to us in the first half, if that's part of what happened to our kick-out strategy in the first half, may as well just do it ourselves. And, and frankly, it worked for, for parts and we got ourselves back into the game. Um, and probably disappointed we maybe didn't push on when we got back to, a le- to level. But look at it, yeah. Sorry, right now when you look back at it, you, you could always pick out stuff what you done wrong, but um, that's that's football for you, isn't it? You didn't do you didn't do much wrong in, in that second half. Christ, you were contesting midfield ball. I was hoping to God that you would kick the the one you took on the run, and I, I was saying he'll take it on the outside of the boot here now. But I've seen you doing it with club uh, a, co- a couple of times before. Is that stuff? Say you were very comfortable coming out with the, I'd say more than any other goalie because other um, teams, I suppose, and players don't look as comfortable as you do coming out with the ball, right? But is that something you did with with, with Scott Song? Yeah, is that where it came uh, from. Uh, I actually done it more for Monaghan that year uh, in eighteen. I think it was against Kerry in the league. We went down to we went down to fourteen men, and. Uh, I pushed out to be that extra man. What happened was Kerry, obviously, did, when they were man down, uh, when we were man down, I wasn't getting pressed for some reason. I don't know why, because Kerry had a sweeper back or whatever. So I was on a lot of ball, and then I was sucking. Kerry, Kerry were getting sucked out, and then we were getting balls flicked over the top. You're you're drawing a man to you, and that's what keepers want. They just want to draw someone to release someone else. We don't want to be doing all the kicking and scoring and stuff. We just want to be a nuisance for the other team and another obstacle for the other team. And um, that's where it came from. And 
you've I've taken a step too far, as you know yourself through Tyrone and the eighteen and stuff, where you've tried to take on something that wasn't on. And um, there's times I got caught out in the league game one time in, in Scottsdale. I got a black card. Um, I remember we were playing against Everton. I kicked the ball across and it got fumbled. And he was sprinting back. And I remember Conor McManus and Vinnie Corey running with the ball. And there's Manzi Gatton. And I was in the 21. I goes, right, I'm just going to have to try and tackle him here. And, uh, I just took him. I just completely took him out of it. I got a black card. And, and frankly, the penalty rule wasn't in at that stage. But I have been caught at it. And people probably won't, won't remember that because it was only a, a league game. Uh, no, not too many were at it and stuff. But frankly, it hasn't been really bad. We've been caught, lobbed or anything like that there. Um, that's the biggest fear. But been lucky enough so far it's worked okay but um i think it's going to get to a stage whenever you uh in the next couple of years where you're going to see it a lot more you're going to see a lot more scores yeah. from playing from keepers and stuff i um i was just thinking there when you were saying you were down in Killarney and you enjoyed do you enjoyed the crack you had to have do you know the way people say and i'd say all intercounty teams have it it, they do put it, they don't mind putting in the time, they don't mind putting in the hours, they don't mind putting in the hard training, the sacrifices with family, everything. And there is a great social side of it, even now. Like, he must have had a good group. You were traveling, you were successful, you were winning Ulsters, you were um, that time in Division One all the time, you were playing the big teams. But he must have had good fun, Rory, in the background as well. I remember he, he came to, to Clarny one year, you had a good old train trip up the country after, did you, the day after? Don't think I was part of that team there. What? Uh, no? <laughs> no. I don't, I don't think so now, Thomas. Uh, funny, after the Kerry games, oh, I haven't been a part of any of them, them ones. Uh, but we've had some We've had some really, really good good uh, nights. You know, it's funny people say, like, you know, you near have more crack when you lose than you do when you win. Yeah. We've had like we had great crack I last couple of days. as well, like. But it yeah. is important, isn't it, to have like you talk about that bond, and sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure now a lot of those fellas would be very, very close friends to you, and you have to go through more than than training or whatnot. Like you're living in each other's pockets. Like I found out when I was playing that even when you were going off for a round of golf, you'd probably ring up one of the boys as well. Like you're in that there kind of. Hmm. bubble for whatever amount of time you're in there like and then when I, I found when I walked away from it that yeah the, the brothers were there alright and you'd be daily contact with them like but the rest of it kind of just no some teams they work at it and they, they work hard at it like do you see yourself being tight forever with those fellas like do you see yourself being yeah some of those fellas are my best buddies like yeah absolutely um, like as I said the last couple of days you know everybody stayed together that's one thing we'd always say, like when you lose, stay together for a couple of days. Uh, but like that's not a problem. A lot of them lads would be close anyway before they even come in the panel through school and, and you know, school teams and stuff like that there. would be a lot of close groups in that in that in that squad. But um you know, I've had some really, really good nights, you know, with that with that group of players after wins, after losses, you know, after leagues have finished and stuff like that. You have your best nights because everybody's just enjoying being there because they've all trained played and, and it's just mad to get out and have a few, few have a few beers and enjoy yourselves and everybody's in the same happy boat and yeah that's when everybody has a really enjoyable night and you know you after a couple of days you park or whatever you're either going back to, to, to training or you're going back to your clubs and you know when you're back in that club bubble you're 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 it's not that you're you stay distant from the lads it's just you're not going out again because you're focusing then on your club and 
you may be away from them for a while, but you do, you'd meet up over Christmas, you'd meet a couple of them out or whatever, and you'd enjoy a few, or you, as you said, you'd go golfing with a couple of them. Um, but you'd always stay in touch. Uh, boys would be very close there. I thought this was in around a lot, but very one of the closest panels I've been involved with was these last couple of years. Um, you know, lads, it's, it's been very close, and I think that sort of uh, you get that bond through them nights out and stuff. You know, boys yeah. getting a wee bit more courageous to talk and stuff. <laughs> if you be yeah, the, the shy fellas come out of their skins a small bit more when they're out in the night out, and you. you you never hear anything out of them inside of training, but they'll come out with something. Management, or is that something? I know you've been involved in coaching. I know you you have a, a huge involvement in your own club of coaching. Do you see yourself getting managed in into management at senior level, even at club level, county level? The time that goes in for whatever about players, the time that goes in for management is it's crazy, isn't it? It's huge the amount of actually effort that goes in from a management point of view, like. Yeah, oh, I definitely. I see myself, you know, coaching well beyond when I retire, and I'd love to be involved in the senior team. Um, just just to keep in with that near routine, that championship buzz and stuff like that. There, I'd love to. I'd love to be involved. Um, you know, I've coached. I've coached since I've, I've coached since I've been about twenty in the club and uh, throughout various teams and stuff. And I've learned from some great but people coming through Monaghan. I've learned from the coaching and games ones. And I've learned from from a lot of people who've played on there. And, I take a lot of that sort of on board, but um, I love going back in and coaching in the club and just the the young lads how enthusiastic they are. Like we'd be quite we'd have quite a big population in Scotstown and the numbers that you get out of training is great. And um, you see some clubs aren't fit and they're amalgamating, but Scotstown like you know you know we get a bit of slagging because we're three clubs put together. We were originally Scotstown to Avnet and uh, Nagatallan, but now it's just, yeah. And it's just all together. It's all together now. People are all slaggish. There's three clubs put together or whatever. But um, it's great to see the numbers coming out and then boys coming through. Um, compared to a couple of years ago, there's not as many dropping out now. And they're, they're continuing through on to... We have a team in, in the junior league. and uh, we've a, Our second team's in the junior league. And then we have we've a B team. And then we have a now a D, junior D team. So we have four senior teams now going at the minute. Yes. And our ladies have two senior teams going at the minute. So... You know, it's all all healthy in Scotland at the minute, and and I think with the success of winning multiple senior championships over the last number of years, um, you can see the amount of hungry kids that are mad to play football now and, and mad to emulate that success when they get older. So that's that's why I love that's why I love uh, coaching and in, in the club, and hopefully someday you'll go, you'll go in get into management if if you're good enough, if I'm good enough. I suppose. Uh, what was I going to say? Did it say for the Looking at Dublin and looking at Cluxton, Cluxton changed really. Jeez, we played against him so many years now and we couldn't. We found it hard enough to crack him. Some days you, you'd think you've cracked him and, and he was able to, to change up the way he'd vary a kick out. And it's phenomenal, like, the amount. Like, I remember a lot of fellas, as you said there, somebody would say to you, jeez, will you go and go there or whatever. Now they're putting fellas really, really good kickers because kicking as well as saving is the most important thing for a goalie and be able to do it, whatever, long, short, especially short under pressure. Do you think Dublin at some stage this year will miss Cluxon? This is where it's going to be really key now. Like The teams that Dublin are going to be playing are going to put a real press on their kickouts. Yeah. I think... I think 
you haven't seen the best of Stephen Cluxon most likely in the last number of years because teams have just sat off because they feel that's the best way of maybe containing the dubs. But I think you have to go at probably Evan Comerford now. I think he's a good keeper, Evan Comerford. I thought he slotted in really well. Um, I even watched him for TCU and he's he's um, he's a very competent keeper and I think he will slot in well. But, you know, Cluxon probably when he first came in would have went through some bad periods as well. It's, it's about nailing that there and putting him under pressure because if you can get a nail in their kickouts and uh, taking the ball off them and possession off them at that time I think Mayo are a squad who can do it and if say Dublin get through Mayo I think Kerry will get past her own and I think Kerry will really really go to nail it but funny when you get into Croke Park how big it is like and how just Dublin are so well used to it like they're the way for it and stuff and how wow. how mad they are in kickouts but as I say it's all right having the man to kick them, but it's the players in front of you who, who, who really make it. And Dublin have hard runners, like and they they will show for for for, for the kickouts. And I think Evan, um, if if anyway, if and if someone's going to topple Dublin, I think it's it's going to have to be targeting that that area. Yeah. What was I going to say? You've come across. I was going to ask you to name possibly the most dangerous men that you faced in terms of of that you'd have to put men on. Clifford would be an obvious fella, but even before you even come out of your own county, McManus has had some career, isn't he? In terms of, I would say, you always see what we see on television and what we see, but what you must see inside in training and what he's, his ability is, because you'd always see more. I always talk about the Gooch and a lot of the stuff that he was doing inside in training was crazy, and some of that would come out, obviously, on the pitch as well. But McManus is probably, Rory, Jesus, he's an unbelievable kicker of the ball, isn't he? He just, the strike, that point he obviously got against Tyrone on the sideline will always be shown. But a phenomenal player from on in. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's probably one of the best players we played with. Um, and funny, when you're playing training games, like a lot of times you'd be in the team opposite you, and so obviously he's in close with you, and you get a really good, of his runs and stuff, how smart he is and how good of a ball winner he is. Like, and people like, People just associate him with scoring, like, but he does a lot more than that. Like, it's what he, the space he creates, and you know, um, just the uh, the leadership he does at times in games where he kicks a big score to uh, to just get the thing going again. Like, and he's been look, he's been an unbelievable servant for modern football, and um, he's he's like even that arm game. You know, when the thing was in the metal pot, like people don't realise he won the two frees, he won them two frees that he yeah. kicked like and I remember being up, I remember I remember actually being a full forward at the time he won the first free. I'd I'd wandered in the full forward at that stage, I remember <laughs> as coming you do, back like. out. Yeah, yeah, as you do. And uh coming walking back out and he says, Do you want that free or do you want me to take it or whatever? He goes, No, no, I'm taking it and this was just inside the forty five at this stage and he nailed it and we won the next kick out, he won his free again. Out in a tough area, he'd been wrestled to the ground, intense heat, um, seven, 75 probably minutes played at this stage, and he slaps that over to, to win you the game. Like it was, um, that's one thing about him, like he always turned up in them clutch moments, like he's, yeah. he's, he was always there, and he, he always stood up and wanted to take that that free to win the game and stuff. And he does took a big scuff at the neck, in fairness to him, he's, he's been unbelievable for us. Like, I think the Vanti, Vanti started him at wing half back when he, when he came in. <laughs> Do you give Vanti a bit of a roasting over that? <laughs> oh, he's got a bit of roasting all right from it, from from Manzi in particular. But uh, uh, it's unbelievable uh, what he's done for Man in there. Yeah, it's phenomenal. 
Well, what you've all done for on because I, I, I find it phenomenal. Every year, one of the hardest teams to beat every single year. Teams will drop and teams will go down and teams will dip. And you're, there's something constant like. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to leave you with one last one. If you had to pick a winner for the All-Ireland this year, who would you pick, Corey? I, I still find it very hard to pick it, to be honest with you, because, I don't know, is it inbuilt in us with Tyrone that we would... It's not that there's a fear, but you can't. There, there isn't a full confidence that you'll get over Tyrone. But you, 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 you said already you see T Kerry and Tyrone, or sorry, Kerry and Dublin in a final. Do you reckon if Kerry get a hold of him this year, that they'd they'd beat him? I think so. Yeah, um, that's this is the one year now where I've really feel it. Um, and I'm not I'm not falling into that that area that Dublin mm. haven't performed. Dublin probably haven't needed to perform to that yeah. high level yet. But at the same time, it's very hard to switch on straight away. And they'll have a team in their face. And they are going to be in their faces going for this. Like, but I think, I think I still think they're going to get by Bayo. And that will help them coming into the final. That will really set them up. But I think Kerry have been, have been absolutely brilliant this year. You know, they just look like a team who took that defeat really, really bad last year to Cork. And I was just watching them. Like people say they were slow against, slow starting. I think it was against, was it against Tip. In, in Munster, but I've I've watched every single game because I love watching Kerry and um you know the David Clifford didn't score in that Munster final, am I right? He, he scored yeah, a point yeah. from a free and yeah. they still hit they still hit a really like this the other boy stood up, you know, the likes of uh you know, Sean O'Shea, who an absolutely unbelievable football Paul Ganey or and I always thought he's been played out of position out in half forward, but he's been absolutely brilliant out there. Um they have all these other boys standing up now and they're not just relying on David Clifford and you know, bad to be relying on maybe Clifford and O'Shea, two young boys on your team, but the rest of the boys are starting to step up now and I think their defence has been absolutely brilliant too. Like people always talk about Kerry's defence as a way of getting at them, but they've been uh, they've been absolutely brilliant this year and conceding very little scores and I just think that I think if Kerry could buy their yeah. own, I think yeah, Kerry I think they will now, but been proven wrong before. There's something with that um that Dublin team, like everybody's kind of saying that they're on the wane, and then you look at McCarthy still flying it. Start from from the start, he's been there, and he's the kind of engine I think out the outfield engine. Everybody talks about Cluxton, and Cluxton was absolutely huge, but McCarthy, what he does, and then they have Kilkenny and Khan, and they haven't sparked yet, and you're saying, yes, Fenton hasn't sparked yet, and if they get going, they are capable of bringing the other lads with it. It would be huge. I think the whole country would want to carry. No, not no disrespect to Tyrone or no disrespect to Mayo, but I don't know, is it that the whole country thinks that Kerry are a team? And I think a lot of people in Kerry are still half worried because the only there's no team that have actually got over the line with them yet. So it's it's a huge mental thing. Um the last very last question, Ori, before I leave you go. Do you know what was on your GPS after the game the last day? No. Uh, no, I haven't looked at anything from that game. No, I haven't. Uh but I'm sure I'll find out soon enough. I'll, I'll be pally enough with the GPS man, so I might ask him. But uh, I haven't, haven't even looked back at any stats of the game. I'm just going based off what you have said. I'm going off literally what I remember from playing that game that yeah. time. I haven't watched it or anything, so I haven't, haven't even looked at it. Now I have been asked that question a number of times, but uh, I haven't, haven't checked it up yet. But I reckon it's up in the double digits anyway. You, you ran more than I, I enjoyed it. Now and I know it is very hard. When you lose a game like that, um, so and I know it's very hard for you to even to come in and start talking about it tonight um, with me, but I really, really appreciate it, Rory. It's brilliant to see goalies 
being looked on as a lot more than just stopping balls and, and you'd have a mm. huge, huge, um, I suppose, influence on how modern goalies are looked at um, and long may it continue because it adds so much more to the game. So hopefully we'll see you for a good fo- a few more years at it, Rory. Uh, thanks a million. All the best with Scottstown for the year ahead. I hope you have a great year and I know the Ulster Championship is big. Win your own patch at home, but try to get into the Ulster Championship is huge for you as well. Um, yeah. I hope it goes brilliantly for you and all the best next year and I hope to see you back in goal with, with Monaghan and out the field and catching ball with, with David Moore and the rest of them hopefully down the line. <laughs> so thanks a million, Rory, for, for being on Coral at the Marston Association with Airgrid and Berbua Spanakbay. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to our sponsor, Airgrid, proud supporters of the Airgrid Under-20 All-Ireland Football Championship and leaders in Ireland's pursuit of a cleaner energy future. Don't forget to follow, subscribe and review. Gormila Mahagar.